Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in, everybody. This is Catfish on Ice, episode 146 with Chad Minton, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins. How are you guys doing right now? Let's, let, let's get into it. Hockey season is almost upon us. I'm, like, going crazy right now. Actually, it's amazing to see even the prospect games happening right now. Just to great. see some boys fighting and... Shooting the puck, it's just amazing. I, I can't wait. It's it's so cool. So cool. Best time like, of the year. Like I said the other day, people are playing Sticky McShooty. There you and, go. Love that, yeah. And uh, the world is a better place now. Oh, my gosh. It is. I mean, we're, we're being subjected to horrible uh, Titans football if you're a Nashville native right now. So let's just get hockey back. I mean, why are we yeah, putting ourselves you? through all this trauma of football right now? Like, we just need hockey back. I mean, okay. I watched I, the Titans on Monday Night Football, and I've never been more embarrassed of being a fan of a team. Uh, well, actually, i got to take that back because I'm a fan um, of a football fan. But um, at least in, it was one of – I mean, on the national stage on primetime, you watch the Titans, and they just completely um, pooped the bed. That's what I'm gonna call it. You know, I'll, I'll say it safe for all the uh, younger ones that are watching. Right. They pooped in bed tonight or last night. They did. It was embarrassing, man. I don't. So we just I don't. Predators talk about that. I don't watch football. Like I'm pretty much just hockey. But the Bills are pretty good, aren't they? Yo, they're oh, Super yeah. Bowl. They're Super Bowl caliber. They're really good, right? Now, but but when you lose like that on national yeah. prime time Monday night football the crown jewel of NFL week and you were the number one overall seed last year. And then you get beat like that. There's no excuse, but anyway, we're not going to talk football tonight. We're talking national predators. I got my pred shirt on tonight. I'm excited. I'm foaming at the mouth for some predators hockey. I'm ready for it. So welcome in everybody. Kyle, would you, how are you feeling tonight, man? We're doing our uh, fantasy hockey league draft rankings here tonight we're gonna draw out of a hat old school got the hat right here got all not the names in there. See not slithering not slithering i'm gonna shuffle them i'm gonna sh- see him see me shuffling them right now kyle you know this is a very we're a democracy here on catfish and ice i'm shuffling them right now so yeah i mean as long as you give me connor mcdavid again i'll be perfectly oh, okay with it we'll find yeah. out and uh uh, if you do win uh, there, Mr. Perkins, no prize for you now, buddy. Okay. You're yeah, we'll we'll auction yeah. it off or something. Wait a minute. Oh, no, 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 is that the no. new is that the new rules? If you go back I mean, to back, you don't get a prize. No, he, he, people who are on the like the hosts don't get a chance to win. Uh yeah. Well, That's when not. Kyle 
I wasn't a I'm host host yet whenever we kidding. started I'm last year. I mean, this year. This year is – I don't yeah. know. That's fine. Whatever. None of us are eligible to win, but uh, we've, say, got, we've got two new teams in here. Liz and yep. Nikki are both new teams in the podcast league. Yep. Speaking of which, Nikki says, howdy. Hello. Lindsay says, hey, friends. Finally hockey season. Max Greenberg wow. says, to be fair, we watched the Preds in 2021 early season in the playoffs. Yeah. This is UC Soros. Don't let the name fool you. Says, good evening. <laughs> Mike Twitter. Hello, you all. Mike Twitter. What's up, man? We love um, Mike Twitter. He's awesome. Everybody's on here tonight. Lindsay yeah. says, I'm going to lose it if Kyle gets first overall. Me too. Oh, I'm shuffling him right now. Okay. Not I got fair. Him. Then Lindsay right. says, uh, love for you guys to talk about, I'm assuming that's reverse retro. What right. we'll fit what that in later in the see. episode. I want to see a Navy, all Navy jersey. That's all what right. I want. We'll fit Navy. that later in the episode. We'll talk about that topic. That is a yep. good topic to bring up. Thank you, Lindsay, for that. We'll talk about nope. that. All right. Here's so one let's... more. One more before we get started. Mike Twitter, I'm curious if you guys, curious for you guys to talk about Shorzy. Oh, that's my jam. Yeah. I watch the whole series at least once a week. I watch it too. CJ's in here too. I'm muted. Can someone – I'm here. Can someone send the pics? Yes, we will let you know. Oh, soon. my gosh. There's so much going on right now. All right. Man, I, it's like yeah. an overload right now. Like we love stuff. all of you, though. These are all of our Thank you so much. friends. We love all of you. Friends of the podcast. Um, oh, oh Nikki, no. Nikki says, I'm predicting the mustard cat. Please, for the love of all that is holy, do not do that. All right. right. Anyway. We love all of you for joining us tonight, by the way. Some of our closest friends. And we get to talk hockey with you all the time. It just, it's perfect. And we love it so much. All right. So episode 146 of Catfish on Ice, presented by DraftKings and Raycon. Raycon earbuds, wireless earbuds, promo code THPN, 15% off your first order if you go to buy Raycon slash THPN and also DraftKings, of course. We're going to tell you more about our, our amazing sponsors of the show that make this possible. But let's open up with recapping the Prospect Showcase. Let's preview the preseason, which starts next week. Mm, yes, it's just Monday. preseason. I know it doesn't matter. But it does matter in a way because the, well, there's some players who are really trying to show you we belong on this damn team. And mm-hmm. we saw that in the prospect showcase. We got to talk about some rankings list here, guys. Uh, NHL Network puts out their top 50 list. It gets everybody talking just like we're doing tonight, of course. And, um, yeah. Uh-oh. Where did uh, Chad go? I'm here. Oh, your picture's gone. Did you turn your camera off? No, my laptop slammed shut. Oh, wow. Yeah, you are a circle. Technical folks, there he is. (laughs) My laptop decided to just slam closed. It's it's, it's called realistic things that happen in life. Or a ghost. Or you have a laptop just said, you know what? We're not talking anymore. Okay, so no. What was I saying? NHL net. NHL Network top 50 list. Uh, Forsberg and Soros are in the top 50. Where is Roman Yossi going to land? We got to talk about that. 
And then we got to do some season predictions. Like we're putting them out there. Why are you laughing over there, Rich? Because it's just funny to to pick things like this. It just it's always good. It's it's just hilarious. We got some like, good ones here. Though. We do. Oh, there's a there's some good ones. It's gonna be. We're, uh, we're gonna do our uh, so some of the run of the mill predictions. We're gonna predict our Stanley Cup finalists. Who's gonna win the Stanley Cup? We're gonna pick every division winner. Each of us are. I don't know Kyle's picks. I don't know Rich's picks. This is how we do it. We always keep it very fresh here. We don't mm-hmm. share our picks before the show because it yep. makes the responses so much more organic, and we love it. So, yeah, There's, I've got some good ones. You're gonna probably. We're also enjoy. going to pick our most improved player for the Predators this year. We're gonna predict that. Uh, we, we're going to do our MVP prediction, our Norris Trophy prediction, and our Vesna Trophy prediction. So stay tuned for that. We also got to do some NHL quick hitters. We're bringing that back. So during the season, if you're new to the podcast, last season when everything's going on, there's all this news going on, we usually do an NHL quick hitter segment to close out every episode, and we hit a lot of rapid-fire topics mm-hmm. around the league. We're going to bring that back tonight because we have some big things going on in the NHL, some retirements, some big retirements going on. Mm -hmm. And also we've got a new player who is the highest paid player in NHL history in the salary cap era. So we got a lot to talk to. And also Nick Kaiser of 1025 The Game, executive producer of the Midday Show, is going to hop in any minute now and talk about some of this stuff. So, loaded show, guys. Loaded show. Tis the season for hockey. Even though my laptop decided to slam shut on me just now. It's a ghost, I'm telling you. There's a ghost in my apartment. Your apartment is haunted. All right, let's go to Kyle first to kick this episode off. I know that Kyle really watched the Prospect Showcase. I did as well. Um, Rich had some things going on, but he knows exactly what happened as well because guess what? We're in 2022, and you can find out really quickly what's going on these days. And the crawl, the crawl at the bottom of the screen also says Predators go 2-0-1 in three games. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's uh, Rich's catch-up. That helps. Right there. there you go. <laughs> All right, let's go, to, let's go to Kyle first, though. Break down just overall, what did you see from the prospects, from the Predators? They had a really strong weekend um, in Raleigh, North Carolina, and they go 2-0-1, and even the one loss they had, they showed a lot of resiliency. Yeah, they they honestly looked like a younger version of the big squad. Mm -hmm. The way they played, the aggressiveness, they did take a – fair amount of penalties the second game. Uh, the other two games were not near as bad. The first game against Tampa and the last game against Florida had significantly less penalties against the Predators, but they were high-end agitators in every game. Uh, they were under the skin of their opponents. You had uh, Zachary LaRue flying around doing exactly what he was drafted for. I mean, 2AT, you couldn't ask for anybody to be more to the letter of what they're supposed to be. He was basically running around, running over guys, and he's smaller, so it's not exactly an easy task for him to run over some of these larger defensemen. But he he was doing exactly his build. He was going straight to the net every time. 
you had a line of uh, Igor Afanasev and oh my gosh, Trip Tracy, I love you for how much that you said Yaroslav Askarov's name, but I wanted to smack you with a fish every time you said Igor's name because it was different oh, yeah. and wrong every time. Too. I noticed that too. Afanasev, hey, Afana, yeah, it was. Let me, Afanasev, yeah. Let me cut into that a little bit. I it drove me crazy too, Kyle. But at the same time, it's the Carolina Hurricanes broadcast, and they're having to cover four different teams' <laughs> prospects. And I can just tell you, personally speaking, how hard it is just to keep up with the prospects on one team that you're covering because it's yeah. – and we kind of learned that, honestly, in this uh, prospect showcase. We had some newcomers, Kyle, that some names that maybe a lot of people didn't know about, including myself, mm-hmm. going into this prospect showcase. How about this guy, Marcus Nermy? Nermy has been a – Making a case. He's he's his name constantly during this showcase. Mm-hmm. He's so big. 6'5", 206, so big. Hey, there's and then a lot you of got, boys. A lot of big boys. Naver Mutter. Naver mm-hmm. Mutter. He was making a lot of noise out there. This uh, Cameron Hallsinger. Yes. Who is there on a PTO. Uh, he's a smaller guy, but he's he's got that dog in him, as they like yeah. to say. He fits um, the red system perfectly. I can promise you that, like, with the uh, way he played. But the last two games, he played his butt off. I mean, yeah. there was just uh, – you already had a line that is a potential line in Milwaukee this year that looked amazing together, and that was Parson and uh, Afanasev and uh, – oh, who was the other guy? I just went blank. Was it Nermi with them? They had all different types. I mean, but oh, it was gosh. it was de- Afanasyev and Parsonin played together a lot. They were the catalyst of this team for much. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, Kyle. Igor Afanasyev, he came into this tournament, and I know it's not a tournament; it's a showcase. But at the same time, we're going to call it a tournament just for the yep. sake of it. But Igor Afanasyev came into this not only under a lot of pressure and under a microscope because he has been in this system for a while now and we're all waiting and expecting him to out of all the prospects he is the closest to realistically mm-hmm. being ready for the for the uh, NHL level and he could have very he could have very easily come into this and maybe had a bad tournament maybe just some things didn't go his way nope this guy was a leader out there. He was a catalyst for the offense. Mm-hmm. Kyle, what were you about to say about that? I, I mean, he was I honestly, I honestly think if you have somebody go down in the middle six on the wing, it's a very strong chance that that's your guy that's going to come up. Yeah. Uh, out of <clears throat> so out of all the stuff I saw on Twitter, his name came up. Obviously, Askarov is going to come up. Everybody, we still got to talk about him. But, yeah, we can't. Yeah, he's not, yeah we'll Igor, get to Igor was the name that a lot of people threw out, saying he played really well, had some goals. He had some goals, and the thing that I like the most about his game is Igor's always been kind of bashful. I mm-hmm. guess you could say about going to the net and stuff like that. That's changed. He's using his size more to his advantage. 
He's yeah. he's a big kid. Igor's six three, six four, six four, six four to eleven. Uh, he's a good sized kid, but he's never really used that body to move other people out of his way. And he started to learn how to do that after being in Milwaukee. And you can just tell the difference in how he plays. He he's not afraid to duck that shoulder into somebody and get him out of his way and get himself uh, away. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that he had said something about he really wanted to make a big impression and a big impact. No, yeah, that was on the Preds. That was on the Preds official website. Like he he knew that he was under a microscope, Mm -hmm. and he absolutely delivered um, really great things from him. Um, You expect Igor Afanasyev to um, carry that over into the Milwaukee Admirals season. I do. Here's my thing about, and we're going to kind of talk about it more as we preview the preseason. We got Nick uh, Kaiser joining us from 1025 The Game. Uh, he's going to expand on this as well. We're going to ask him some questions when he joins us here in a little bit. But um, out of all the, pro- I don't think there's a lot of roster competition in terms of prospects who are realistically going to earn themselves a spot in training camp. Uh, but if there's one player that might have an outside chance to do it, it's Igor Afanasyev. So we got to watch him closely in preseason uh-huh. in these preseason games. And I mean, we don't, you never know what a head coach is going to decide. I mean, he might just be really pushed to say, you know what? I see so many great things in this kid uh-huh. and we need uh-huh. a cat. We need a jolt of energy to open the season we're going to put him out there. It could happen. But um, overall speaking, he stands out. Let's talk about Yaroslav Askarov a little bit. Mm. Um, well, maybe not a little bit. How about we just spend like the next hour on it? We probably could. <laughs> he – you want to talk about players who lived up to their reputation, lived yep. lived up to the pressure. I have an ad going. Hold on, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, technology just always just some free ad space for whoever that was. Yeah, free ad space for whoever that was. Okay, Irislav Askarov. All these, all these advertisers want to jump on the Askarov train, I guess. I don't know, that's what they heard, and they just jumped right on. (laughs) All right, anyway, anyway, yeah. Um, Askarov, he absolutely lived up to the hype. He, uh, he could have easily. Also, just like Eeyore Afanasyev, he could have had a down tournament. He could have maybe come out and been a little lackluster. No one would have really blamed him, especially considering overseas in the KHL and VHL, he didn't get much, many reps. He was just sitting on the bench, not getting those critical practice and game reps that you need as a goaltender. But he came out and just looked dominant. He did. Yeah. I watched a little bit of one game he played in, and he was incredible. But I remember seeing the the little clip. I think Kyle probably shared it. All of us probably did. But where uh, someone came in on him, and he was going to his his left, but then he like stuck his skate out uh, to the right. Oh, that was in the shootout. Yeah, and then shifted to the right, and they were like, he was like, that was that was a killer move. That that I, I really don't know how he did that. Yeah, uh, know, right. And then uh, somebody else. Uh, Shared a clip of Dominic Hasek making the same save, pretty much. But honestly, Askarov's looked a little bit better than Hasek's, (laughs) which is just insane to even think of. 
He was fully extended. His right leg fully extended out, pushing left, mm-hmm. was 100% deep, and somehow was able to plant that left skate and get back all the way out to the yeah, outside right. of the right. I don't know how that's possible. He had two goals come in on him in five periods, uh, and one of them was a redirect on a five-on-three five power play against Nashville. Oh, yeah. And the other one was just a weird bounce that he was just going to stop with his skate and it hit maybe a little piece of rough ice before his skate and it bounced off his skate and bounced in. Yep. When the game was already, it was like a 4-1 game at this point. Mm-hmm. And there was like two minutes left. So he had two garbage goals pretty much against him. And it just, he was making saves that were out of this world. He had one that he was, uh, laying on his back doing the the starfish pose, and I think I saw that one too. Uh, the biggest thing that stood out for me for Askarov was how much he his positioning, like things that young goaltenders don't normally have figured out at that point of their development. Like he looks like an NHL goaltender when you're watching these streams he uh, of this prospect showcase. He was moving. He was reading the plays. He was reading two-on-ones and knew where to be. These are the types of things, types of things you see from a yeah. UC Soros because you expect mm-hmm. those types of things. But when you see it from a, from a player like Irisov Askarov, who is still so young, and hasn't gotten the reps even in North America yet. It's just, I mean, it's amazing. All right, we got Nick Kaiser joining us. We're about to add him to the stream right now. Let's say hi to Nick. What's up, Nick? What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. How we doing? What's going on? Pretty good, man. We are honored to have you join us tonight. Uh, Nick is the newest contributor to Predlines.com, which is That's- also what I uh, contribute to as well. Uh, Rich has wrote for him before in the past as well. And then also Nick does is the executive producer for 102.5 The Game, the midday show with Chase McCabe and Willie Donick, all those awesome guys. Awesome. So um, we are very lucky and, and fortunate to have you on tonight, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And Chad, you'll get used to this. Uh, my last name gets said wrong quite a bit. Oh, I knew I messed um, it up. And it's completely okay. There's a lot of hockey names I know that get said wrong too. Mine, <laughs> mine is one of them. Uh, it's Keezer. Keezer. I, I so me, me and Nick did a little talk earlier today, just like getting on the same page. And dude, I totally meant to ask you if I'm going <laughs> to pronounce your name right, and I didn't do it, and I screwed it up. And uh, yeah. Sorry, All man. Good. All good. No worries whatsoever. But I heard you guys talking about uh, Askarov before I hopped on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, let's ask you, Nick, about what what did you see from the prospect showcase? What What is your takeaways from it? How are you feeling about the prospect pool, the farm system? Because that is the future of this franchise. We are in win win now mode, obviously with what they did in the off season, but you still have to be thinking about the future and the future looks bright. Yeah, it does. And I think fans can be encouraged by this. I think looking at the results of the rookie showcase, you know, they go one or I'm sorry, two Oh and one. And, you know, they go up against really good prospect pools, you know, from the Panthers and the lightning and the hurricanes and, 
Um, you know, I'll start in net because that's where you guys just left off at before you got me on. But, um, you know, one thing that stood out to me about Askarov when he got drafted was they noted how he didn't look as comfortable in the net, and he does now. He looks like a goaltender that is going to be reliable here sooner rather than later. I know I tweeted the other day to see if I got any reaction about saying, hey, this guy looks like he's going to be in the crease, but when is that? That's my main main question. So, um, you know, I know that over the summer we saw a lot of um, – questions as far as backup goes because we got Lincoln in and he's nowhere near as you know better or worse I guess you could say as what we had last year in Riddich so I don't know but and I guess the transition here over to Ford because I am encouraged by Yaroslav I don't want to spend too much time on him I think he's going to speak for himself and Milwaukee this year um I've heard a lot of good things about Marcus Nurmi and uh, Yusuf mm-hmm. Parsonen. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two guys, I remember we actually did, um, we broadcasted the prospect game here in town when they played at the Bellevue uh, Ford Ice Center. And that's where I play on Sundays too. And I remember hearing about that event coming up. And uh, luckily enough, we were you know, airing that on our airwaves. And I heard his name quite a bit. Uh, Marcus, not so much, uh, but Yuso, a lot. Uh, he has a great shot. Yeah. I've seen a lot of video on him, and he looks pretty good. Uh, he looks really comfortable, and I saw them working down in the corners a lot in the showcase, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they can bring as far as the Preds' offense needs because we do know that that bottom six needs some scoring, and maybe those guys, if they can come up at some point, can contribute that this year. So. I'm encouraged by that. My last point is uh, I don't know how often we saw him or how much I even heard about him, uh, but two defensemen I want to note, Jordan Gross and Kevin Gravel. Um, those two guys have experience, and the fans may hear their names get called this year. Um, that's something that I have to consider when thinking of the depth of this team this year. Uh, the first name that pops off to me is Jordan Gross because Gross is someone that, believe it or not, was AHL Defenseman of the Year. And wow. um, that's something that doesn't go unnoticed, especially for the Predators. I mean, think about the pedigree that we have here in Nashville for defensemen. And so um, if he pops off in the right way, uh, I think John Hines would be very happy to have him on the back end this year at some point. So, But I'm very encouraged. I think fans can be very encouraged by the showcase. It doesn't mean too much. I've been to them before. It's the preseason before the preseason, and just like the yeah. NFL, it, it means nothing. So. That's a good point. Preseason before the preseason, I really like that. That's actually yeah. very true. But it's also <clears throat> extremely vital for these prospects to get in there and and uh, build some chemistry with each other because some of these prospects are going to be future teammates on the NHL level. So it does mean a lot in that way. Um, I, I'm going to toss it around here, but let me just uh, – Piggyback on some of the things that Nick just said here. Um, Yusuf Parsonen has been a kind of a household name, if you will, with the prospect pool for a little bit now. And he's a seventh-round pick, which is pretty mm-hmm. amazing in itself. Just goes to show you that you can find really quality players even late in the draft. And uh, Yusuf Parsonen looked really good as well. He, he He's getting lost in the shuffle a little bit from this showcase because there were so many standout players. But like Nick said, he had a great 
he had a great uh, three games. He did. He looked very yeah. comfortable. He was on the line with Afanasyev. And I, I can tell you that you kind of got a little bit of a window into the future for the Predators in three, four, maybe five years from now mm-hmm. um, of, of a Parson and Afanasyev combination. If, if so, uh, uh, Kyle, um, do you, is that something that you could see happening? Not ne- this season necessarily, but definitely um, in the next few seasons in the future. Absolutely. You, well, you two especially know that I've been on the Parson and mm-hmm. Mike train for a good bit now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kid is just a solid, solid player. And yet again, another bigger kid. He just he does everything well. He's not super flashy or anything like that. He just works. And, you know, that's, that's what you need for a middle six guy. And, I mean, I like him. It's hard not to like the Finnish players. Mm-hmm. God knows Nashville loves them. Uh, it's just I, I, he doesn't do anything that makes you go, oh, crap, I can't believe he did that. He might have games where he's a little bit not as in the forefront, but you're not going to see a lot of huge mistakes out of him either. So, for sure, it's it's hard to beat a solid guy that's going to get you some points, whether they're assists or goals. Yeah, yeah. You watch, you watch. I didn't get to watch a lot of it, but the clips I saw very encouraging to see these uh, young prospects the way they're playing. Um, it's it's exciting to see what, like Chad said, what's going to be three, four, five years down the road. Um, just see these guys playing together. And there's a lot of big big bodies in there too, which is a good thing as well. We know John Hines favors, uh, likes the big player. So, um, and then, and then a, lot of, another, a lot of good stuff. Another really big, highly talented prospect that we all know about is Luke Evangelista. He's mm-hmm. a little bit further behind Parsonen and Afanasia for sure. He absolutely needs a full season in Milwaukee at least. As much hype as there is, he has to round out his game a little bit more. Coming from the uh, OHL to the AHL is a very difficult transition. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have to pump the brakes and be a little patient with a player like Evangelista who is offensively gifted, but uh, he has to round out his game. He he might run into some – growing pains with the admirals this year but he looked really strong in that last game of the showcase against the panthers especially in that third period so going into that third period for people who didn't get to watch that game on the stream there um it was a two-to-one game and the and the panthers prospects were undefeated coming into that game two-to-one game very much up in the air close game and the predators prospects just completely took over that game mm-hmm. offensively put all the pressure on the panthers de- defense and it was like they just flipped a switch and said you know what we're going to overtake this game and it it kind of felt like you were watching a colorado avalanche game on the nhl level the way they dominate teams offensively that's kind of what the preds mm-hmm. prospects did in that third period, and Luke Evangelista uh, got loose and 
made a really nifty shot to beat the goaltender to get a goal, and then also was driving the offense to be a facilitator in as an assist man in that third period. And the Preds end up winning six to one to close out the showcase. Um, so Luke Evangelista, we shouldn't overlook him because obviously he is very highly ranked in this prospect pool. Another guy I think needs a little bit of conversation, and uh, Nick, I'd like to see what your opinion on these two guys would be. Uh, uh, Adam Willsby and Spencer Stastny. Willsby is just so smooth. He just – it's he looks seamless on the ice. But Spencer Stastny is an amazing skater. Like, he's – his skating at right now is NHL level. I've heard his coach talk about uh, him from Notre Dame and saying he's one of the best defensemen he's ever had on his team. So that's I mean, that's some high praise. Um, and I'm sure Pete Weber is going to love that being a Notre Dame fan. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I've heard more about uh, Willsby. Um, I think he's someone that might make more of an impact quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. Not the he's not, close. Not the not not to give Stasty, you know, the negative part of this re- review, I guess. But um, both of them, I guess, are close to the same level of play. I think they're going to contribute well uh, to a Carl Taylor offense. Mm-hmm. I think if they thrive, if, if they thrive well. Um, then they're going to be just fine and they'll progress the way that, that they need to. Curious to see how they're used on special teams. That's more of my thing, Kyle, is mm-hmm. how are they going to be used on special teams and how attractive is that going to be for Coach John Hines and his staff? And Because uh, the Preds, as we know, the last five years, special teams has not been their friend on a consistent basis. Yep. And that's what we need more of. And think about the year that we went on the cup run. You know, we, we had that consistency for the most part i will say um but i think looking at those two guys it's a glimpse into or a window into what we need and those are the type of players that we need so that's glad you asked about those guys so well especially so you bring up special teams and how vital that is and you know yeah the press power play was top 10 last year that was an amazing thing to see but if you're going to be a team that really pride yourself on playing aggressive, physical, heavy hitting hockey. Well, you got, you better have a really good penalty kill. And that's one thing that was very um, mediocre last year. Mm -hmm. So um, you need good penalty killers. And so that's a big thing we're seeing. Uh, We're being joined by Nick Keezer. 102.5 the game. I didn't mess up his name this time. Uh, executive producer of 102.5 The Game Midday Show and also the newest contributor of Predlines.com. He's going to be putting out some really amazing, awesome Preds content as we get ready for the season. So look for him there as well. All right, Nick, I got to ask you, what are you looking for in the preseason here as it starts next week? What are some things you're hoping to see, some players, some lineup decisions by John Hines, whatever it is, what are you really hoping to see um, in these uh, four preseason games that the uh, Preds will be playing in? You know, I think the first thing I want to look for is I want to see some goal scoring. Um, I want to see some comfortability on five-on-five hockey because I think as we 
watched them play against the Avalanche. Um, we've talked about this a lot on the game is the Avalanche are the measuring stick. Okay. And today That's a tough seeing, measuring stick. Yeah. But it seeing is, Nathan McKinnon's true. contract, okay, yeah. we're gonna be dealing with that for a long time. No. And it's gonna be a piece that they're gonna build around for the next eight to nine years. Thanks so for the better me. part of a decade. But um yeah, so I think the biggest thing is the five on five for me. If I'm going to a game, if I'm watching them very early on, that's the biggest thing for me. Um, also, um, don't count out the defensemen so much um, because there are guys that are going to be challenging for spots in camp. Um, I think that bottom pairing is very much up for grabs. I know hmm. Mark Borvietsky is someone that is going to choose some minutes for us. But I don't really think he's a guy that is going to be here as long-term as people maybe would like him to be. I think he's done exactly what you've needed him to do. Um, and I really – I wasn't so encouraged with Lazan. Um, I like that we have him. I have hope for the young guy. I mean, I'm a young guy myself. That's a split. Um, That's a split. That's a split decision there. That's a split fan base decision there right now on Jeremy Lazan. There, you've got this one half that really likes him and is encouraged by him. I think that uh, my I'll throw myself in that pool. But there's this other half that um, they don't see it. They don't understand the trade to begin with. They don't understand the contract. He's got a four year contract. Mm-hmm. From they don't see it, so it Jeremy Lazan has a lot to prove to this fan base. This he year. does, and it'll pan I out. Think it'll pan out. You watch. That's and Rich. That's how I feel too. <laughs> I, I think I think he's someone. Yeah, analytics don't provide the best. Yep. And if you aren't analytics guy, okay, give him another season. Give him mm-hmm. another half of a season because who did he play for again? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. The first year team seattle kraken last year that's right. not enough for me and he came from boston yeah he well, played he, a few games he, he but... came from boston at a time when they were loaded with defensemen so exactly it's exactly. not really a good uh well, you're also and, and you're also talking about a third pairing role so the third pairing role i mean it's it, it sounds really like wrong for me to say this but the third pairing role is just don't go out there and screw right. it right yeah like and, i mean but, we can't I mean, have six. We it, can't have it's six bonus. No, it's bonus if they can provide a little uh, offense and if, if yeah. they can um, do some extra things. But um, the Preds' third pairing has been a disaster for a few seasons now. It's it's just like um, a liability out there. And if you want to be a top tier team in this league, you got to shore that up. You have to. You mm-hmm. have to figure that spot of the lineup out. Because the best teams out there roll out lines constantly that mm-hmm. will beat you, whether it's the third pairing, the third forward line, the fourth forward line. So the Preds are trying to get there. They're stuck yeah. in that middle mucky area right now. And this offseason was all about, okay, we're going to make some upgrades and do some things to get out of that muck of the middle of the league yeah. and try to be a viable postseason team Jeremy Lazan if he pans out this year is another depth player that can push this team over the hump potentially 
And he's a Matt Benning upgrade. He's definitely an upgrade from Matt Benning. So it is. A, yeah, I think he's in. I think he's a big upgrade in that regard. Yes, uh, <laughs> Matt Benning. Oh man, I mm. I don't know about that guy. And yeah. I'm so glad that we moved on from <laughs> uh, Phil Myers. Phil Myers uh, was a great piece to yeah. our team just for just, a little bit. Yeah, but it was the Ryan Ellis. It was the whole Ryan Ellis thing. It was just. It was a weird trade to begin with. But, um, you know, uh, so, yeah, preseason, we're definitely going to be looking for Jeremy Lazan. We need him to have a strong preseason for sure. Um, one of the things I'm kind of looking at, guys, and, and we'll throw this around here as we got uh, Nick Kieser with us of 102.5 The Game, newest contributor of Pred Lines joining us. Um, so I want to see how these new guys fit in. I mean, the Predators were actually a pretty busy team this offseason. They don't – usually do that uh historically speaking the predators don't make a lot of big moves during the offseason like they're just not that type of organization but they did this year they went out and uh got ryan mcdonough for nothing they got nino niederreiter for a very team-friendly contract and then um, I went on a rant last episode about how much i like zach sanford and no one's talking about him but I think that's going to be a good addition to the fourth line. Um, so, Nick, what are you thinking uh, when it comes to the preseason? Um, we got to see where these guys are going to slot in. What is John Hines? What is what is his early thoughts on where to put these guys in the lineup? Well, that's a good question, and we're going to see that in the first week. And I'm curious to see uh, when they run scrimmages here at Centennial what their line what their lines are going to be. Now that's mm -hmm. going to be a rough draft of, of the game, obviously. Um, I do like that you threw out uh, Zach Sanford. And, you know, when I was looking up more on pred lines and reading up on some stuff that y'all have done recently before joining, I did see that. And he is an underrated piece that no one's talking about. And um, think about it. He's played with the St. Louis blues, a pedigreed team that's played really well. And, you know, we've met them in the playoffs and, I think he's someone that is probably going to get top six minutes in the preseason. Ooh. Now oh. here's now preseason. here's why. Here's why. Um, I want to see the most out of him if we get him. Now, if he plays a lot in the preseason, that tells me that, okay, look, he's someone that we're considering the putting on our bottom six this season. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there's no shadow point. of a doubt. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is he on a two-way deal or a one-way deal? I'm pretty sure I think he's on a one-way deal. Eight hundred fifty. He's on the minimum. So one year. if you give up he's on, kind a guy of on a trial, like that, yeah, he's basically he's basically. basically playing for his NHL career because he's 27 years old. So he, although he is still in the peak and prime of his NHL playing career, since he is a fringe. Um, roster bubble type of player at this point in his career. Um, if he goes out and shows out this year for the Predators and makes a really big impact for this team, then that's going to earn him a longer-term contract next offseason, whether it's with yeah. the Predators or somewhere else. So he has a lot to play for, and um, I think it, it, it can only benefit the Predators when you have a player like that who yeah. has already won for other teams, and he already plays that really gritty style of hockey to begin with so yeah he's, and you got yourself a hungry player yeah and we and we need that and i just thought of this while you were saying that imagine if you see a line with often sanford and cody glass 
Oh, I think I think that's a I haven't good, heard that one yet. I think that's a good dummy line to throw around just to see what they have. Because think about it, Glass has a dynamic play being up the middle. I think you know he can play in the corners, play in front of the net, and he's just, your fourth you know, line center for sure. He has go in and out. Um, now, Chad, I will say really quick on that point. I think he's capable of being second or third line um, just because of his firepower and his mm-hmm. potential. I'm encouraged by who he is. Um, I know Vegas saw something good in him. Preds do too. But uh, the reason I have him on that pairing uh, just in the preseason, I'd be curious to see if it happens. I know it's a very big called shot. It's preseason. Like I said, none of it matters too much for the regular season, but you just want to see what these guys have. And, you know, Igor just scored four goals in the showcase. And if Zach San and if Zach Sanford can kind of hold his ground, hold them, be that glue for them on that line, and kind of show them the ropes of, hey, this is what it takes to play NHL minutes. Um, that's going to be encouraging to me. So well, you I'm make a good point. Goes. You make a good point, Nick. As as far as so in the preseason, you're not going to see your Philip Forsbergs and your Ryan Johansons and your Matt Duchesne's and your Romeo. Maybe the last you're, game. You're not going to see them that much, obviously. You're going to see these younger prospects. You're going to see these fringe roster bubble type of players like you're mentioning. And so, yeah, you're expecting to see Cody Glass be a very big part of the preseason. And you want to see him dominate in this role. Um when I say dominate, I mean just look look like you're in control out there because if you're going to be a fourth-line starter to open the regular season, <clears throat> well, you better look really comfortable in the preseason then. Mm-hmm. So Cody Glass is absolutely a player that we're all going to be focused and on. And I closely. think, too, in the preseason, don't leave Philip Tomasino out. I see I know people are going to scratch him in as, hey, he's going to make the team right off the bat. Yeah, but look for him to play in about three of these games. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. kidding. I think he's no, somewhere in that. I think he needs more time on NHL ice, get comfortable with feeling like, hey, I have this mojo. I need to keep this going because, you know, his confidence was boosted. I mean, look at how much more comfortable he got, you know, playing on the team more often mm-hmm. he was here. And, yeah. you know, same thing with Glass, too. I thought Glass looked good in the one playoff game he got and toward the end of the season. So um, we got that's some uh, that you have to think. Uh, we got some comments to share here from people. Let's put it on here from some of our listeners. Um, CJ puts on there. I think he's better than Yannick Weber. I think he was referring to, uh, Lazon. to Lazon. That's not saying so, much. So that's oh, good there. Man. Um, he also puts out what defenders stood out to you guys. We kind of got into that. And then Mike Twitter on here puts up, I hope my birthday in February falls on a live <laughs> podcast day so I can happy birthday, Mike Twitter on the call. If it's on, you're definitely going to have we'll it on. Pull, there. We'll, we will pull that off for you, man, because Mike Twitter's, been, Mike Twitter's been with us since the beginning. The very beginning. That dude has really supported this podcast from the start we love that dude uh mike twitter also shared um chad made himself disappear <laughs> he did i did i did a magic trick earlier <laughs> in the episode and i reappeared magically so yeah all right good stuff we appreciate the comments on youtube on twitter at catfish ice we love you for always watching with us oh all right there's another one real quick what? nikki's birthday was on sunday oh happy birthday to nikki happy birthday nikki for sure. All right. So, Nick, 
before we get you out of here real quick, uh, kind of tell us about your work, what you do for 102.5 The Game. It's extremely exciting and cool, the work you do for the flagship station of the Nashville Predators. Sure. So um, we are honored to even have you join us tonight on the podcast because you do mm-hmm. really amazing work for the midday show in Nashville. So for all of our Nashville listeners, you need to be listening to 1025 The Game and the awesome work that Nick does. So tell us about uh, just how you got into it, some of your experiences, and all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, so 1025 The Game has been something that I always listened to growing up. Um, that was what I listened to for the pregame and postgame show, going to hockey games as a kid. Um, and you know, I played hockey growing up and I knew in high school that I had to do something by the time I got to college. And to me, that's something that I really wanted to think about as far as how can I stay involved? How can I, you know, pursue something that makes me happy on a daily basis? And so go to college. And before that, I even took some journalism classes in high school, kind of as a joke, but, um, you know, I ended up really loving it. And then, I went to WKU uh, my junior and senior year of college and graduated. And um, it's been nothing but a blessing with experiences that I've had and, you know, covering college athletics and hockey is very different, but hockey is riding is like riding a bike for me. So I can always hop in it whenever I want. Um, But yeah, uh, 1025, the game uh, became more prominent in my life last summer uh, when former program director Ryan Porth, who is now with 670 to score in Chicago, um, he tweeted that he needed help. And um, I was very fortunate to see that. I thought about it and uh, very quickly was like, hey, send over your info and we'll go from there. And uh, since then, haven't looked back. Um, I was still in school when I got my job and I came down on the weekends and I would play hockey on Sundays, be at the radio station on Saturdays and Fridays. Um, and I got more acclimated to you know meeting new people. And then it moved into hockey season. Then I got into doing highlights for the Preds all of last season for the most part. Uh, home and away games, super fun, really, really stressful, cutting clips during <laughs> a game, um, getting the best, getting the best moments is very, very hard. Um, but to me was seamless because I've been playing hockey all my life and it was easy to listen for those things. Um, but it was really fun to do those games. I know playing against Seattle at, you know, nine 30 at night, is not the best getting home around two o'clock in the morning, but that's okay. Um, so, but yeah, I think the more involved I became, I hung out a lot with Elijah Campbell. I got to give him a shout out cause he was the midday producer before I was. Um, and he was a really good mentor for me to, you know, learn under his tutelage and know the ins and outs of his show. And the days he was out, I was in and, uh, I graduated and had some more time on my hands and, um, you know, just was in there as much as I could be. And that always goes to show if you can put out for someone and they notice it really goes a long way. Just put your best foot forward. That's my best advice with this. Uh, and you know, it's been a wonderful experience, and Chase McCabe is a good leader. You get for to work with some. Statement. You get you get to work with some really amazing uh, people, and like Chase McCabe has really made that yeah. station 
uh, just like the, the content that 1025 the game is putting out. I mean, it is the best station, in my opinion, in Nashville covering sports. Um, Willie Donick uh, yeah. is just um, he he does a great job at not just covering the Predators, but everything on his plate. I can only imagine. And he does a great job. So you get to be in that environment. That's awesome. Uh, Nick, yeah. we really appreciate it, man. I just got a question real quick yeah, for you. Yeah, a question. Does uh, does Willie Donick say, "Oh, my laundry and everyday conversations"? <laughs> you throw that in. Um, like, he's I've like, "Hey, only- hey, Nick, uh, what are you doing today?" Oh, my laundry. I tripped. <laughs> uh, quite frankly, yeah. I've only heard it a few times. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, it's great but, though. It's so funny. <laughs> I should have, say. I it. have another Willie-related thing. Okay. Can you ask him if he knows what the plan is? Oh man, the, the big oh, theme was, of the off season. That was the whole thing, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah. He melted down for two days straight over the plan. It was great. And Will, <laughs> and another thing. Here's why I love Willie D. He's a Vanderbilt fan. He's a fellow Vanderbilt fan like me. And so, uh, well, Chad, did you know he played basketball there and baseball? Yes, I do. I do. Uh, Willie D's my guy. We, yep. we are fellow suffering Vanderbilt fans. There's very <laughs> few of us out there, but we are out there. So shout out to Willie D. He, yeah. They do great work. Chris Mason, all of them. Um, even Jared Stillman. You get to work with Jared yes. Stillman, but we're not yeah. going to go into that. We're not going to go into that. Well, maybe for another time. But yeah. um, Nick, you do great work, man. And yep. we're so uh, happy to have you on the podcast tonight. And uh, we can't. We'll, we'll catch up with you later in the season as well, man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. sure. We'll tune in the Chase, Willie, and D-Mace from 10 to 2. So we'll be having Elliot Friedman on Thursdays more than likely this season. There you go. And uh, we will be broadcasting the first Preds game is next Monday. Yes, everybody. 1025 the game. 1025 the game. Preseason hockey. Listen to 102.5 the game for that broadcast. All right, Nick, take it easy, man. We'll catch up with you later. Have a good one. Yeah, guys, talk to you soon. All right. Awesome. That was Nick Kieser, not Kaiser. Nick Kieser, I botched the name, of course. I'm sorry. Not Chesterkin, not Chesterkin, Chesterkin. Yeah, I really screwed that one up bad for a while, too. Uh, That's all right. I'm never going to let it go. You screwed up Luke Coonan. You said Luke Coonan for like five episodes, Rick. You have no room to talk. Or Chestershire. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, we had a swear jar about Luke Coonan for like how long? We all did, know. but I did a lot. Even the NHL uh, EA Sports video game says Luke mm-hmm. Coonan. But anyway, we won't go into that. Anyway. All right. Yeah. All right. So fun <laughs> conversation there with Nick. Um, talking about preseason, talking about the Preds Prospect Showcase. Let's move along here in episode 146 of Catfish and Ice presented by mm-hmm. DraftKings and part of the Hockey Podcast Network, also presented by Raycon Earbuds. Let's first tell you about DraftKings. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins, unless you're talking about the Titans, which, um, yeah, that was just the biggest embarrassment I've ever seen in my life on national (laughs) TV. But we won't go into that at all. Too much anyway, because we want to talk about happy things tonight, not happy sad things. things. Happy things. The beginning right. of hockey. Happy. New customers right now 
can just bet $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? So, yeah, you can basically like be watching a game live and just be like, you know what? I'm going to throw a little bit more money down because I feel good about it. Your odds get boosted and you win even more money. That's what DraftKings does for you. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get in on this action. $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Please see our show notes below for details. If you need gambling help, have a gambling problem, and for responsible gambling practices, it's all the information is there on that as well. So go do that. Yeah, DraftKings, promo code THPN, right in the middle of football season. When the NHL season gets started, DraftKings will be there for you as well with some really awesome deals. Full show. Full show. All right, guys. Let's talk about – let's go ahead and just – let's do it right now. Catfish on Ice Fantasy up. Hockey Podcast League. We're I doing got the it. hat. We're going to draw the winners – or not the winners, but the, uh, the draft order. Draft order. Here's the hat. You see all the little pieces of paper. We're doing this old school. Notice Chad's is on top. Oh, you didn't see anything. I'm shuffling them right now, okay? Come on. Yeah. What can I what, what can I do to make this seem like I'm doing this realistically here? All right, I really don't know these names. All right, we put it on our uh, Twitter profile on social media. We laid out all the names, all these amazing names. Rich's team name is Lankinen's burner account. Um, Kyle's name Kyle's name is Irislav's Molotov. Yeah. Uh, what are some? We we had to even come up with some names in the private chat tonight. Uh, what what did we come up with? Oh yeah, Liz is one of our newest. She needed uh, a name, right? Team. She she needed some help, and so we helped mm-hmm. her. We threw out some names, and we came up with Pekasaurus. Oh, that's great. She said we asked her what her favorite players are. She said it's Pecorine and UC Soros. And so we came up with Pekasaurus. I won't share the name that I came up with first because it's not safe for um, all the youngins that might be listening tonight. We try to be a family podcast. Naughty, naughty. There's actually some a couple of naughty names. CJ put a naughty name out there too. Yeah, but um, man, throw CJ under the bus, why don't you? Well, it's CJ. I mean, CJ's a naughty person, so I don't. I don't so think any of them are going to ever be as good as UC Soros. I mean, that's but, just – Oh, yeah, that's good. Just, You're not going to beat that one. I wish I could be that witty and I could have came up with something like that. Pekasaurus is a really good one. Uh, so, so CJ puts up on – in regards to his um, his suggested team name for Liz, he puts up – whoops. Whoops. <laughs> his wasn't as bad as mine. But anyway yeah. – mm. Anyway, we'll leave that up for debate. Go ahead and draw All my right. name out. Let's come on, Bettman, get at it. All right, get my name out of there. 
You just compared me to Gary Bettman. That's messed up, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kyle, I thought we were friends. All right, here we go. The Look. New York Rangers. Here's the hat. I don't know. You should have got why. some ping pong balls. Should have. All right. Here is the first. Do we want to go reverse order? No. Or, or... Oh, yeah. Maybe you should. No, nah, I don't know. And the last name I pick is the first pick. How, how much drama do we want to have here? That's pretty drama. That would be pretty That's dramatic. Actually. All right, Kyle, Kyle and Rich, you guys decide. Should we go reverse order or the first name I pick is the first pick? What do you guys think? Uh, just go normal because we're not that smart and we'll get confused. Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> that is fair. All that's right, true. here we go. Lankinen's burner account. Pull it up. Shuffling it right now. I don't know. See, I'm not looking. I don't know. No conspiracy theories here. All right, here we go. That's it. I got the name. And it's Hats mine. to the side. Hats to the side. Here we go. It's in my hand right now. The first pick in the Catfish on Ice 2022 Fantasy Hockey League is Groob's Crack House. CJ. CJ just got the first pick in the, the lottery pick. Yeah, I think he's watching live right now, so he, he can comment here. on how he feels. Congrats, right. CJ. First pick, I'm going to lay it out here to the side. I'll with number two, I'll take Leon Dreisaitl. Or Nate McKinnon. All right. If CJ's watching here, we'll see what he has to say about it. Lindsay says, I'm happy for CJ. She says, oh, snap. Nikki says, oh, he said, oh, snap. CJ said, oh, snap. <laughs> Congratulations on Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah, for real. What was that? Oh, here you go. Here's what he said. McJesus or Big Mac or McCarr? Oh, yeah, he has a tough decision. I don't think it's that clear cut to just or take. Roman Yossi Having or... the first pick is not that easy. All right. Let's see who gets the second pick. It's one of the top two picks is going to be McDavid. So let's yeah, see. For sure. All right. I Any got the name. Three. I got the Any name right here. I don't know who it's going to be. It's going to be me. Yaroslav's Molotov uh, gets the second pick. Kyle Perkins, the reigning champion. Uh, lucky. Gets the lucky second dog. pick. That's it. That's solid. So, are you going to take McJesus, McKinnon, or McCarr, whichever one that CJ doesn't pick? <laughs> hey, you got to hey. get a contract anywhere. Uh, I'll probably take him. Hey, right. as league commissioner, you and CJ, you, Kyle and CJ, you guys are not allowed to have any more contact until the draft starts. Yes. No more, no more one-on-one contact between CJ and Kyle. No more talking, <sighs> unless you guys want to make. If you guys want to make a trade, you got to <laughs> run it through the league commissioner first, which is me. All right, let's go to the number three pick here. Third pick. I got the name. Who gets the number three pick? Three pick is still solid. You can still get a really freaking I good mean, player. We top know that. Five. Top five are actually Joey's Vipers. Who, Who is, is that? That, that is uh, that's Nikki. Is that Nikki? I, b- I believe that's Nikki, our newest one of our newest teams to the league. 
expansion team, if you will. There you go. It's Joey's Vipers. Congratulations to Nikki getting a third pick. That's a good one. You're going to get yourself probably you're probably going to get yourself Cal McCarr most likely. Yeah. So yeah. Congratulations on getting Cal McCarr. Congrats, Nikki. We we're calling it right now. I'm going to line up. I just want to know: Is Lindsay going to draft Johnny Gaudreau? I don't know. Depends on where she picks here. Or back does she fall in the first round? Everybody. All right. So we got Groob's Crack House with the top overall pick, Irislav's Molotov as the second pick, and Joey's Vipers expansion team to the league gets the third pick. All right, here we go. Got a name. I'll take number four. We've got ourselves the Wrath of Burrow, which is your commissioner. You know it's oh not rigged. Gosh. You know it's not rigged. Fourth pick, eh. I feel good Kyle, about did you it. See, did you see that one piece of paper tucked under the little edge of the hat? You're not yeah, going to by the bill. We know, we know you're not going to give yourself number one. I gave so. myself number four. I mean, four that's not good. that's not too uh, four not solid. Too oh my four gosh, solid. Rich is Rich you're over here. On dry side Rich is so salty because he knows he's going to get the last. Pick I am. I know. It's, it's but if we if we do really a snake fun. draft, that means you get twelve and thirteen. I think the fourth pick is really good in a snake draft. Actually, I'm actually really happy with that. It should be, all yeah, right. good. You're gonna get Leon Dressidel probably. Uh, all right, here we go. You're gonna get Matthias Ekholm, fifth pick in the first round of the 2022 Catfish and Ice Podcast Fantasy League. The whole world is watching right now, guys. Well, at least four of them. No, the whole world. We're beating ESPN's ratings right now for this draft. It is right. riveting. Maybe the Ocho. Riveting television. We've got ourselves Hubie, Ox, and Tree. Or Trey. Trey, maybe? That's, Who's that? That's Lindsay. Lindsay changed her name. I, I need her to explain in the comments her new team name. Oh, is it uh, Huberto? Yeah, it's Huberto. Ox, Ox is uh, the nickname for Tanner Janot. When he first came out, okay, um, in junior hockey, I don't know what the tree means though. We gotta ask her in, in the comments. But Lindsay has the fifth pick. Congrats, Lindsay was a really good team last year. By the way, she had a really good hockey team, yep. fantasy hockey team. So, all right, here we go. Sixth pick, riveting television. Sixth pick is Jersey King. Jersey King. Who's that's Chris? A couple that's, together on their Lin, picks. That's Lindsay's better half. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Jersey King is picking sixth. There All won't right. be any collusion there. Oh yeah. <laughs> the fifth and sixth pick is a couple. <laughs> watch out for that. Chris does the awesome jerseys. So yep. that's why he came up with Jersey King for his name. That's good. Really good. All right, seventh pick. Rich is like, am I ever going to get picked? That's ah, fine. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I swear it's not rigged, man. I promise. We I know it. I know it's not. Oh, all right. The seventh pick is Pecosaurus. There you go, Liz. Liz is in with the seventh pick. The other expansion team. Pecosaurus. That's a great name. What is awesome good. name. 
We need uh, Kyle. I don't know if you saw in the chat, but we need you to come up with her logo pronto after the episode's over tonight. I will try to work on that. Just do a pecorine <laughs> as a dinosaur. I you, I know you can do it. <laughs> and a mustache right. with a mustache. I don't know. Just eighth pick. Throw eighth. everything in there. We have the eighth pick. It's submitted. The eighth pick of the first round of the Catfish on Ice Fantasy Hockey League goes to Matt Hardesty. We don't have his team name yet. It's okay. Matt Hardesty was actually the best team in the league regular season last year. He dominated everybody. He did, actually. He was a force to be reckoned with for sure. Matt Hardesty. I'm going to put his name for – the last, I'm, I'm writing all these down so I can tweet them out after it's there. You go over. There you go. Uh, I put his uh, team name from last year. Matt Hardesty has the eighth pick, which is his team was dominant last year, so maybe he needs to be pushed back a little bit. Maybe. All right, let's see. Ninth pick. Who do we got? We got Justin Gambino. I just call him the Gambinos because I don't know his team name yet. That's a good one. I think that's a cool name. He should stick with that. The Gambino sounds really cool. Sounds like a – yeah, for sure. Sounds CJ like said – It sounds like the godfather. It does. CJ said Matt Hardesty was a trade genius. Yes, he was. He did All a really right. good job with that. So the ninth pick, right? We're at the ninth that pick. The ninth, yep. You're going right. to – tenth. Rich is like, I'm going to pick last. It's, it's really fine. It's all good. I, all right. Here we go. I barely knew what I was doing last year, so you did pretty good um, last I think it's gonna carry over to this. Year. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, your first time ever playing it, you did. You didn't do bad. Yeah, I, All right, I here like, we go. Tenth pick, Romans Empire. Max Greenberg. There you go. Is the tenth pick, Romans Empire. Max Greenberg promises to care more this year about it. Yeah, he said that earlier. Likely excuse. All right, we only have two more picks left, guys. So it has to be rich. Fifty. You sure, mine's chance. in the. You sure, mine's in there. <laughs> it's in there. I promise. You get. I you pick thirteenth out of twelve. <laughs> you rich don't get to play. He didn't put rich, my name. Rich in. doesn't even get to pick. He has no, to he like go. To, he's like. He has like, to go to the waiver. He has to go to the waiver wire on his first week <laughs> just to pick up his team. Lucas Spiza is his first pick. <laughs> That's who I'm getting. I had to do it. I'm sorry. All right, here we go. We said we weren't going to talk here about it. Here we go. 11th pick. 11th pick. Who's left besides Rich? Who, who else has not been picked? I'm uh, having a hard time remembering. I lost right. the track of who all we had. <laughs> you can't make this up. I swear to God I didn't cheat. I got 12th. The 11th pick is yes. UC Sorrows. Put all them back in there again. This is rigged. UC Sorrows is the 11th overall pick. I'm still going to draw this hat here. Uh, to figure it's out in there. Is it even pick. in there? I'm drawing. I'm shuffling them right now. I'm okay, shuffling shuffle the one it up piece, real good. I'm shuffling the one piece of paper that's left. I'm shuffling it right now. <laughs> Throwing it around. Oh, man. You know with what? The, with the 12th pick in the Catfish on Ice Fantasy Hockey League 2022. The 12th pick is Lankinen's burner account. You Congratulations. Know I, I deserve it. To the organization for getting the 12th pick. I deserve it. Hey. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to get that pay subscription on Yahoo Fantasy, and I'm going to dust all you all. No, oh, okay. I'm not really. 
Hey, snake draft. I know you get two in a row. You get two in a row. So honestly, it's not a bad spot. There's, for you, I'm so sorry. There, there's 12 good players in the NHL. So you know, there the is top 12 in the NHL is is good. So I mean, you might get like an Artemi Panarin. You can play a lot of strategy with the 12th pick because you get yeah. to pick twice in a row. Chris Crowder. Yeah. You know, I think I picked um, – who did I pick last year first? I don't even remember. It was like – I don't I thought remember I picked either. a ball I don't remember, but – I don't even remember either. <clears throat> All oh, right. Um, Lindsay, explain her name. My team name is for Huberto, the Ox is for Janot, and Trey is for Brad Tree Living – the GM of the Flames who had a great summer. Cool. All right. So, awesome. yeah, she explained it there. It's a Very good name. Good. I like it. All right. So, CJ, otherwise known as Groob's Crackhouse, gets the top pick. The reigning <laughs> champion gets the second pick. Yeah, of course. How fair is that? CJ said he took Brad Marsh in first pick. Mm-hmm. Last Which, season. I mean, that's hey, not a he, terrible hey, choice. Man. That dude had a good season last year. <laughs> he had a really good season. All right, so we are going to do our fantasy hockey draft live on an episode, just like we did last year. So our draft is set for September 28th, so that will be next week. That's Wednesday, so right? Stay tuned for that. That's going to be in our next episode. Yep, We're going to try to schedule it to where our next live episode has the draft. We'll see what we do. We have our order now. It's going to be fun. All right. Let's move along here. Catfish on Ice episode 146. Rich, do you want to finish the episode? I know you're a little upset. It's okay. 12 picks ain't bad. I'm fine. I'll get two in a row. It's 12 out of 12. It's okay. I'll do fine. All right. Let's do our season predictions for 2022-23. This will be comical. Comical. All right. Yeah. We are going to run through our predictions for Stanley Cup. Who's going to be in the Stanley Cup? Who's going to win? Each of the four division winners we're about to unleash here are two sleeper teams from each conference. One sleeper team from each conference. Also, we're about to predict our MVP, our Vesna winner, our Norris winner, and our most improved player that will be on the Predators. Oh, there's there's another one. What I leave out? The two teams in the final for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah. And the winner. We're going to pick our winner and who makes it there. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So, um, how about we go through each category and go around? So, we'll do we'll, – let's do – let's go ahead and start it off with the main one here. Let, let's do it. Let's do division winners first, yep. actually. And then we'll do Stanley Cup. That's a good one. All right. Let's start off with the easy prediction. And that's the central division. <laughs> um, I took the Colorado Arizona. Avalanche. Breaking news. I took the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. Colorado Avalanche. Wait, what, what sure. was that, Kyle? Kyle, did Arizona. You, did you predict the Arizona Coyotes hot take alert? That college hot team? Take alert. I literally picked Cody Glass to have the most points on the Preds last year. Did you? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. You might be onto something here, Kyle. Could you imagine if we clip this video and save it, if you predict the Arizona Coyotes to win the division and they actually did it? You could take this clip and put it in a vault somewhere and you'd be famous. Genius. Forever. 
I'm pretty sure I would be ending up on uh, one of those Netflix documentaries about like point shaving and stuff like that. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're all taking the avalanche. I yeah. think we're all in agreement yeah. there. All right. The other three divisions to be a little bit more suspenseful, hopefully. Yep. All right. Pacific Division. I'm about to throw y'all a serious hot take here. This mm. I'm not I'm not actually joking here. Give me the Los Angeles Kings to win the Pacific Division this year. Oh, wow. Here's why. Here's why. I love the addition of Kevin Fiala. I think he's going to make them even more offensively a scary team. They've got quality goaltending. They've, They've built their team. They're young. They've got so much young talent on this team. They took a big step forward last season. I just think that they're... They've got veterans still on this team. They've still got Drew Doughty out there. They've still got Kopitar out there. They, they, they've got a good mix of young players and veterans. And they've got goaltending as well. They've got all the boxes checked to be a contender this year. So I got the LA Kings winning the Pacific Division this year. Uh, what's your prediction? Uh, let's go to Kyle and then we'll go to Rich. Um, in that division, you know, it's kind of interesting. Vancouver was coming on strong at the end after they made that coaching change last year and everything. They were coming on strong at the end of the year, so they could be a dark horse for it. But, Chad, I really like your pick. Honestly, um, you've got a good older goaltender. You've got a good younger goaltender. Uh Got a, lot, a few older players who are still solid. You got a few young players who could be future stars. Kempe, uh, Kempe is Kempe, a good one. Kempe, and then you've got uh, Quentin Byfield. Yeah, uh, second overall pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's hard to go against Edmonton and Calgary. Uh, both of those teams are strong. Calgary, so it's a competitive Calgary. division. It's a competitive division. It is. It's going to be you've got you've got 3 to 4 teams who are going to probably be neck and neck for most of the season. Like it's a very competitive division. Yep. I picked um <clears throat> I picked Edmonton just cuz I think out of all the teams who did any sort of minor damage to Colorado it was Edmonton <laughs> that, that, that's actually true you are right yeah. about that and I think I think they're um it, it, they're getting to the point where it's going to be like hey we better do something soon or Connor McDavid's going to want to leave so I think that's a good motivating factor well and and then the thing about the Oilers they did have a pretty strong off season by getting Jack Campbell. They, they, yes. that's a they, major upgrade. That, they, huge, that was the one upgrade. thing that was holding, holding them back is their goaltending was just not, was yep. not rock solid. And now they got Jack Campbell. So um, that shouldn't be as big of an issue now. Yep. And then they, they're still extremely hot, top heavy, of course, with, uh, with McDavid and dry But I mean, They've still got the bulk of their team back this year. So uh you still got Nugent Hopkins. You've still mm-hmm. I mean, you're Tyson Berry is an underrated defenseman. Um 
they're good. They're going to be back. Like they're, they're, they're out there that I just don't trust them as much. I just don't, mm -hmm. um, they'll be there. It's a tough division to predict. It really is. Uh, Kyle, what was your prediction again? Who'd you take for the Pacific? I like, I liked your Kings pick. Okay. You're, you're, all right, you're <laughs> taking Kings as well. Okay. So Nikki said, uh, Fortunately, I think Edmonton is going to take the Pacific, although I think L.A. could definitely be very strong. And, Lindsay, write this down, folks. In the Pacific, Oilers. <laughs> this pains me. Flames and, and L.A. That's well, it. hey, I appreciate her uh, objectivity as a diehard Flames fan. And the, yeah, she, for sure. You know, the Battle of Alberta, that hardcore rivalry that it is. Absolutely. And she still was objective and took the took the Oilers. Absolutely. So, um, so Good prediction there. Next up, the Metropolitan. Let's go to the Metropolitan Division. So I proper. Think, I, th I bet we all – I'm, I'm going to say two of the three of us or at least three of us may all have the same answer. I, I'm going Rangers. Um, I just think they're on the cusp. They, they, they – I, I mean – Right there. I thought for sure they were going to beat the Lightning in that – So did I. In that uh, playoff series, and it just kind of fell apart for them. But they are another team that's mm -hmm. extremely young, and they've been building this team up gradually. Um, and then, of course, they got arguably at least the second-best goaltender in the league, and Igor Shesterkin. Um, only Andre Vasilevsky can say mm -hmm. he's better. So, yeah, yeah they you got to put them as a front-runner to win the Metropolitan Division. And they were um, fun to watch, man. They were Both. very fun to watch. I was that, pulling for that, it. Yeah, that Tampa Bay series and with them was excellent. I mean, that was some great hockey. I loved watching that. They're right there. They are. They, I mean, you expect them to definitely mm -hmm. be right there in the mix. Um, but the Metro division is still tough. I mean, you've still yeah. got the Carolina Hurricanes. You've got Pittsburgh mm -hmm. who won't go away. You've got the Capitals. So, um just another really tough to division to, to predict. Yep. All right, let's do our last division here, the Atlantic Division. I'm, you go first. This is a I'll tough one. Last. This was a tough one. I actually had to think about this prediction a little bit. I kind of went back and forth between four different teams. I, I had to seriously think about four different teams on who I predicted here. Um, but in the end, I'm taking the Tampa Bay Lightning. Homer. They didn't win the division last year. They, in fact, they felt twelve points short of winning the division last mm -hmm. year. But they they put it together in the playoffs. And even though they lost Ryan McDonough and they lost Andre Palat and and whatnot, and but they still re-signed some very key players over the offseason. They still have Andre Vasilevsky. They still have an outstanding head coach. The core of their team is still intact. Um, I think they're going to be – I don't have them as a Stanley Cup um, leader. Like, I don't – they're not my favorite to win the Stanley Cup, but I won't be surprised at all if they win the division this year. Awesome. So, that, they're, they're my prediction for the uh, Atlantic. You, you go, Atlantic. Kyle. I want to go last. <laughs> this division's hard. It is hard. It is hard. It's, it's um. Boston's going to be competitive. Are you going to get the same production out of Florida this year that you got out of them last year? Uh, and then the Senators. Who knows what the Senators are going to be? They're going to be better. 
They're going to mm-hmm. be better, but what level of better are they going to be? Mm-hmm. And then Toronto, Toronto's mm-hmm. great in the regular season and then falls apart in the playoffs. You know, I'm probably going to give it to Toronto to win the division in the regular season. They're a great regular season team. Uh, Matthews Marner is always a good pairing. So, yep. but I will say this, Detroit will not be in the bottom half of that division. Mm. That's my bold prediction. Detroit will not be in the bottom half of that division. I mean, if we look at the standings last year, let's look at this. I just looked at this and thought, wow, the gap between the top four was insane. So, Oh yeah. Last year your top four in the Atlantic division was Florida, Toronto, Tampa, and Boston. There was a thirty-two point gap between Boston I remember and that. Buffalo for fifth place. Yeah. I mean, that is like so top heavy. Um, it's kind of crazy, especially when you look at other divisions like this the, the Pacific division, the fifth place team was only seven points behind the top three. So it's like crazy how much more competitive. Look at the Central Division. The Central Division, Mm -hmm. the sixth-place team was at 89 points. 89 points, the sixth-place team in the Central Division. So I think that the Atlantic Division will be a lot more competitive this year. It won't be as top-heavy. Because Ottawa is going to be better. Detroit is getting better. I don't know a lot about Buffalo. I don't know if I can really trust them that much. But it's definitely going to be a better division. Somebody needs to call the uh, RMCP. Or is that – what's their police up there in Canada? Lindsay said, hot take. I think Boston Bruins are not going to make the playoffs. Boo. They will Ooh, make the playoffs. It's very <laughs> possible. They will. Trust me. And then Nikki said Perron is going to make Detroit look a lot look better. They look really Agreed. good. As good. much as I hate to say that, I agree as well. Detroit look yeah, the, that whole Atlantic division is is improved a lot. It's going to be a lot more competitive. The RCMP, I'm sorry. I who's your so who's your pick, Rich? Mine's Toronto. It was I I I thought that was a little would have been a little shocking. But so we got two are, Toronto oh, picks. Yeah, they're good. They're good uh, throughout the regular season. For sure. Kyle, Kyle and Rich goes to Toronto, and I yep. I'm going with Tampa. Um, no, no Florida picks out of the three yep. of us. That's a little surprising. All right, can't trust. Well, me. let's do our Stanley Cup picks now, gentlemen. I'll do mine, and it's actually going to be a little confusing because the team that I have winning the Stanley Cup was not one of my division winners. So I'm throwing a little bit of a monkey wrench at you here. He's got to say Tampa Bay, Kyle. You know that, right? No, I said no. My 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 Stanley yeah. Cup winner is not yeah. one of my division winners. Oh, you so did. Okay, I'm Tampa. sorry. Yeah. You did say Tampa. Sorry. All right. My Stanley Cup is Carolina Hurricanes over the Colorado Avalanche. Wow. All right. I'm sorry, man. I think the Canes are the type of team that. Just good, if they make it into the playoffs, which I expect them to do, mm-hmm. they're the type of team that just needs to put it all together. They've lost in the second round two years in a row. You know that they've got to be ticked off. I know they, yeah, we got Nino Niederreiter from them, 
which is a tough loss for them, but they still had a very productive offseason and got yep. better this year. So they're going to be right back in the mix of things. Um, they're just the type of postseason team that should scare everybody. Mm-hmm. So I, a Carolina Hurricanes, Colorado Avalanche, Stanley Cup final would be very exciting, first of all, because you got two running gun teams. Yeah, I don't know how you could keep up with the action. That that would, would be, be so fast, tonight. man. That's a, that's two very fast teams. So that's my sure. prediction: uh, Hurricanes right. over the Avalanche. All right, you're not going to believe you're not going to believe what I'm about to say. Oh, so I have obviously Colorado. I mean, that's just pretty much penciled in. The other one is the Toronto Maple Leafs. What? Who's winning? The Toronto Maple Leafs. You got the Maple. Oh my gosh! If that happens, yeah. the whole city, awesome. of, the whole city of Toronto will cease I'm to exist because there will be so much partying and you. so much chaos. I'm telling you, it's. I saw the look. They're in the same boat as Edmonton. If they don't start winning, Austin Matthews is going to want to go somewhere else where he can win a cup. He's too good. Things are going to change in Toronto. Well, on paper, they're definitely a Stanley Cup caliber team. Oh, yeah, on sure. paper. They just fall apart. Yeah. yeah. So and I think, I think Matt- that might be coming to an end. All right. So Rich has Maple Leafs over the Avalanche. Yep. For uh, Stanley Cup prediction. Lindsay said, hotter take from Chris, Florida misses the playoffs. All right. It's very possible. It's All right. possible. All right, Kyle, what's your Stanley Cup pick? I'm going to go with Colorado <laughs> and the New York Rangers. Ooh, mm. I like that. And who's and I'm going to take the rags. Wow. Mm. So we all, all three of us have the Avalanche losing in the Stanley Cup. And I will tell you why. And it is one guy, and that's Igor Shesterkin. There you go. They will get goalied. That's that's my prediction. I like it. Love it. Oh. All right. Oh, hold on. Nikki, I have a mega hot take. I think Dallas wins the Cup. What? They are so weird. Just a wild card level team that turns it on in the playoffs. Usually Otter is hard to beat. She's not Otter was God tier. If they could have scored any goals at all, they would have been screenshot that one. Mm-hmm. Love the hot take there from from Nikki. She's yep. got the Dallas Stars winning the Stanley Cup. Love it. All right, love it. Yeah, I love I love going out on a limb and taking mm-hmm. a chance with these predictions. Yep. All right, let's move along. Let's hit this pretty quick here. Yep. League MVP. Who's our picks? I'm already on record saying it, and I'm not going to shuffle around now. It was a few episodes ago. It was a way back over the summer. Can't remember why it was brought up, but <laughs> I'm not going to change it now. I'm going to stick with my prediction. I don't know how drunk I was when I said this prediction before. Matthew DeChuck is my MVP pick. Ugh. He's on a loaded Panthers team. He's going to get plenty of opportunities to pile up the points. Um, new mm. place. He's 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 the type of player where he's going to keep getting better and better. That's why he just 
took over the offseason and all these teams were rumored to want him. It's a bold take. It's a hot take. But Matthew DeChuck wins MVP. That's my prediction. All right. I'm gonna someone, go. uh, someone other than McDavid or Matthews. Well, I picked I picked Austin Matthews. Yeah, I you think that's watch, a good pick. You just watch that dude play, man. I mean, he's just he's just I mean, Connor McDavid's obviously fun to watch as well, but Austin Matthews, man, I don't know. There's just something about him. It's the way well, he plays his game. I th- think of it this way. Connor McDavid is just like a regular like a a pound cake. He's sweet. He does the job. Whatever. Austin Matthews is still a cake, but he's like an ice cream cake with sprinkles and all this other stuff. <laughs> he's got all this personality, so it makes it easy to like him. Mm. So, yeah, all right. Nikki said AM34 is just unbelievable. Lindsay said the Leafs also have Matt Murray in net. There's no way they get past the first round. Hmm. Wow. Canadian Canadian people <laughs> do not like Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's do our Vesna trophy prediction. Again, I'm already on record. I'm not gonna backtrack now. My Vesna trophy prediction is UC Soros. As is he mine. is going to put it together. He's not gonna have to make as many starts this year. Hopefully, Kevin Lankinen can <coughs> Um, oh boy, take off some of the pressure off of Soros. And then when the end of season grind happens, we have a really energized, refreshed UC Soros. This is his year. I know he has it in him. I know he has the tools. He has the skills. He has it all in him. He got his first Vesna Trophy nomination last year. This is his year to put it together. So he's my prediction. UC Soros wins a Vesna and plays a major role into not only the Predators making the playoffs again, but actually maybe for a change winning a first round playoff series. Yep. For sure. I picked I picked um I picked Soros as well. Um I'm hoping that they'll spread him a little more evenly throughout the season so he's not has worked as hard toward the end. Um, but I think you're right. I think he can put it together for sure. I don't know. I've got to go with Shesterkin. That's what <laughs> I, I, that was my you think he's going to go back to back. The team in front of him. So good that it's true. It, it, it's that's, really hard. It's really hard for guys to go back to back for the Vezina these days. That's all. That's true. the only, that's kind of my thing. Um, I think it's between him, Soros, and Vasilevsky. I mean, that's. I think it's a three-horse race. Uh, there's there could be a couple of other guys that could pop in there, but it's really guys out there. Uh, you know, Connor Hellebuck. He's still an elite goaltender on a bad team. Uh, you've got a few other guys running around that are really good goalies that are on really bad teams. Uh, Sergey Bobrovsky, if he comes back and plays like what he's capable of, could be in there. Uh, Jake Ottinger. Let's throw in Jake Ottinger. Ottinger's possible, too. Uh, Love that kid. There's a lot of of really great young goaltending talent that's that's rising up in this league. So, 
Um, it's going to be a fun race to watch. Um, yep. Really difficult prediction to make yep. <laughs> at this point in the season. Not The season hasn't even started yet. But um, all so right, then, so me, me and Rich take Soros. Kyle's going with Shesterkin to go back-to-back for the Vesna. Yep. All right, I've got a super hot take prediction, way, way hotter than my MVP prediction. My Norris Trophy prediction, and it's probably going to make a lot of Predators fans mad. I'm sorry, but um, I got a hutch here. I got a, I got a defenseman who is extremely young, but is rising, is a big deal. He's been in the league a couple years now, but I love watching this defenseman play. I just wish he played for a different team. My Norris Trophy prediction, book it, stamp it, take a picture of it so that when we're sitting here next summer and they do the awards in Nashville, I can look like I'm smart. My pick for the Norris Trophy is Miro Haskinen mm. for the Dallas Stars. A defense. A defenseman who is getting better and better every year. He doesn't get talked about a lot. He is is a poor man's Roman Yossi, and he won't always be a poor man's Roman Yossi. He'll actually keep getting better and better. So I'm taking taking Miro Haskin, and I'm I'm going out on a limb here. Yep. That's a good one. That's definitely a good pick. Um, I'm going Roman Yossi. I actually felt that Whoa. I actually felt that he should have won it last year. So you got but, Soros winning the Vesna and you got Yossi winning gonna be, the Norris. It's gonna be a big year. With for the, the awards being in Nashville. It's gonna be a big God, year. I hope you're right. I do too. God, I hope you're right. That's gonna be I do great. too. All right. Big year for the Predators coming up, boys. All right. Uh, you know. Just say Kale McCarr. We know you're gonna say it. Go ahead. I don't want to, but <laughs> apparently the league wants him to be because he didn't do something that hadn't been done since the 90s. But anyways, um, I'd say they're going to give it to McCarr again just because he's young and it's a popularity contest. Uh, it, I need it to mute myself or I'm going to say some very salty things. I'm still salty about this year's Norris. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're not wrong. You're not well, wrong. Here's, here's my thing. But... You're, you're, that's the safe pick to make. I mean, obviously. Here's my thing about the Yossi pick from Rich. As much as I want to agree with you and I hope it happens, I actually think that Yossi is going to have a little bit of a dip in his, in his offensive production. It doesn't mean he's going to have a bad year. I'm just saying that he's probably, even with his historically great year as an offensive defenseman, something we hadn't seen in 40 mm-hmm. years, He's still not getting the respect no. um, that he probably deserves. So if he sees a dip in his production, mm-hmm. you really think that he's going to get more votes? I just don't see it. Yeah. Um, we'll see. It, it, and it also depends on how the, how his team's playing. So if the Predators are For winning sure. games and they're up in the standings and they're hanging with Colorado, that could elevate his status as well. Um, yeah. But – I don't know. I just the Norris Trophy is a really tough trophy to win. There's so many. It's stacked. There's so many great defensemen, and it wouldn't surprise me if if someone new jumps into the mix this year. That's true. And so that's why I've got Haskin in. Yep. Um, all right. Here's our final prediction for 2022-23. 
We're going to each pick our most improved player on the Preds. Um, I'll go ahead and start. And I, I think maybe at least one of you might agree with me on this one. My most improved player on the Preds this year, when we look back on it after the season happens, is going to be Cody Glass for sure. sure. Didn't have to think about it too much, honestly. Um, we've got we got so many players on this team who had career years last year, so I can't pick them to be most improved because they already had great years last year. You've got some younger players. I thought about taking Ellie Tolvanen, but I just have a hard time with the confidence, and I just I'm just not so sure. Um, but yeah, I really like Cody Glass becoming a 30 to 40 point scorer this year and making a huge impact not only on the fourth line and making that fourth line actually offensively productive, which is not what you always think about when you're thinking about the fourth line, mm-hmm. but I actually think he could contribute to the power play as well this year. So um, I've yeah. got him hopefully chipping in 30 to 40 points this year, which would easily make him the most improved player on this team if he can do that. Yep. Kyle? I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Tomasino. I think he's going to end up on a good line. I really, really think he's going to end up with Nino Niederreiter and Ryan Johansson. That happens. Watch out for a big year from the kid. He's going to do some some damage if he's got that kind of a line. Uh, Ditto. You said everything I was going to say just now. Absolutely. He gets on a second line, gets some consistency with his line mates. I think he's going to have an even better year. He's got that one-year experience under his belt now, so on the up trajectory. So we got we got Phil Tomasino from Rich and Kyle, and then I'm going with Cody Glass um, for most improved player on the Preds. That's our 2022-23 season predictions for Catfish on Ice podcast. Let us know what your predictions are. Tell us your Stanley Cup picks. Tell us your division winners. Um, oh, we got to do our sleeper teams. We didn't do that. Nope. Oh, yep. All right, real quick. Um, sleeper teams. I took uh, Boston in the East. They're going to start the year off a little shaky. They got some big names out for a little while. And then um, in the West, I, you all, I picked Los Angeles because I think they're going to be like sneaky good. No, that's this year. Good. Yeah. Yep. All right. My sleeper teams, and then we'll go to Kyle. My sleeper team in the West is the Nashville Predators. There you go. Um, I do know that some people out there are kind of talking about them. They're getting a little bit of chatter. They're not completely under the radar. But for the most part, nationally speaking, no one's thinking about the Predators. No one's taking them seriously. Nobody ever does. Uh, Nobody usually ever does. Um, they know that we have Soros, and that's really about it. They know we have Yossi, but no one's taking this team seriously to do anything special. So they're my sleeper team in the West because they did have a very good offseason. I think they're going to be a lot better, but no one's really talking about them, nationally nope. speaking. So we'll see what happens. In the East, my sleeper team is the Ottawa Senators. Again, mm. I realize that some people are talking about them, and they're a uh, kind of a – sexy pick to make as far as um, maybe making some noise. But I still think they're a sleeper team because 
I don't know if they're good enough to actually make the playoffs this year, but they're definitely going to be a lot better. Um, and if they do get in the playoffs, we've seen it happen in the past. All you got to do is get in, then something special can happen. So watch out for the Senators to have a much better regular season, finally be relevant again. And then if they get in the playoffs, who knows what can happen. So in the West, I have to agree with Chad and go with Nashville for all the reasons he said. Um, in the East, I'm going to go with the New York Islanders. Oh, okay. I didn't think about that. Uh, the Islanders are a good team. Ended up with some really bad luck at the beginning of last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, just – yeah, they were. They, were they start, the, Yeah, they couldn't even play a game in their arena until halfway through the season. They were one of the biggest. They were one of the biggest disappointments of last season. Um, sure I remember. Are. I remember watching. I remember reading season previews from some very reputable websites, picking the New York Islanders to be in the Stanley Cup last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah. were a huge letdown. Yep. But they could definitely bounce back this year. Nikki said Buffalo. Buffalo for me, I think Krebs is a breakout season. Potentially Owen Powers plays. Yeah. Yeah. Owen Powers is probably regarded as the top prospect in the league right now. So, former number one pick. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. There's our sleeper teams. All right. So, that completes our season predictions. Catfish on Ice, episode 146. Tell us your predictions right now on the live stream on our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe if you're not already. If you're watching on YouTube right now, follow us on Twitter at Catfish Ice. Let's tell you about Raycon, one of our newest sponsors of the podcast. Uh, Lately, I have been listening to a lot of really good podcasts. Crime documentaries uh, is one of the things I love to listen to. But I love listening to really good interviews, uh, listening to anything from past um, celebrities or famous people telling telling you about their journeys to get to where they were. I love podcasts like that. You need good earbuds to listen to a good podcast. And Raycon is the perfect earbuds for that. They are wireless. They look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized Gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable, and they will not budge. Raycon gives you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycon are priced just right, and you get quality audio at half the price. So, yeah, just like you're getting the best bang for your buck for really awesome wireless earbuds. Um, You know, like with technology changing these days, when you see a product like what Raycon has with their earbuds, you're like, wow, this is, this is like pretty cool stuff here. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five star reviews. Pretty cool there. That means that a lot of people are already liking Ray, Raycon earbuds. So go to buyraycon.com today and use code THPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code THPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off buyraycon.com, code THPN15. And uh, to get 15% off your order there, uh, like I said, personal endorsement here for me. They are awesome. They're amazing. 
if you're into fitness, if you're jogging, if you're working out, if you're active, the earbuds don't move. They stay secure in your ear. So uh, good stuff there from Raycon. Awesome. Let's get into the next segment here. Um, the NHL Network is putting out their top 50 players. Let's move along pretty quick here. Uh, UC Soros and Forsberg, Phil Forsberg, come in. They crack the top 50. I feel like Phil Forsberg got a little disrespected here. What do you guys think? He's like at number 47. I feel like he would have been higher. Uh, maybe, a, yeah, higher. I don't know how much higher. It's hard to tell, but I didn't even look at the list, but I did see that they were like, uh, you know, did crack the top 50. But, uh, yeah, I think he's Well, they haven't revealed the entire list yet. They've only gotten number 30. Yeah. But I thought Forsberg would be higher. I really did. After the season he had. Yeah, for sure. That's why I I say that. Yeah. You think he should be in the, like. I I thought he would have been like. I thought he would have been top 40 for sure. Yeah. He, he comes in at number 46, I think, 46, 47, somewhere around there. I don't know. I thought he'd be a little higher. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then Soros, he comes in right next to Forsberg on the list. Um, it's really hard on these lists. It, it, they're designed to get people talking, get people mm-hmm. arguing, debating and stuff. But um, you're talking about a top three goalie in the league, and he's all the way back, barely in the top 50. Kind of surprised me as well. I'm biased. I get it. But I thought that both Forsberg and uh, Soros would maybe be a little bit higher. Yeah. I will I will say if Roman Yossi's not in their top ten, it's a trash list. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's a very high probability he won't be in the top ten. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous if he's not. At least here, I, got, I got the list right here. Okay. I had to look for it here. All right. All right, so just going from 50, I'm not going to read the whole list, but just going from 50, we got Jack Hughes of the New Jersey Devils at 50. Moritz Sider, who has only played one year. I get it, he's good. I get it that he has all this hype around him, but my God, can we pump the brakes a little bit? He is already at number 49. You mean to tell me that Moritz Sider, he's played one freaking year in the NHL, is one spot behind UC Soros (laughs) in the top And he's only <laughs> two spots behind Philip Forsberg. Boom. Like, it's just – I don't get it. I'm sorry. I know he's good. I know he's got a great future. He's probably going to win a Norris Trophy eventually, but I, I don't understand how he's hard at number 49. Uh, Soros comes in at 48. Forsberg, 47. Gabriel Landeskog is at 46. Miro Haskinen, my Norris Trophy pick, comes in at number 45. Alex DeBrinkett with his new team in the Ottawa Senators is at 44. Chris Kreider for the New York Rangers is 43. John Carlson of the Capitals, 42. And Jack Eichel is at number 41. I don't know if Jack Eichel should be at number 41. What has Eichel done lately that's anything that special? Made Las Vegas worse. I don't know. <laughs> what do you what do you, what do you think about just those names I just read, Kyle? <coughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, it's just Eichel, especially. He he was coming in, he was gonna be the savior for Vegas, yeah. and they just fell flat on their face. Mm-hmm. 
So and things, and things aren't going to look looking too good next this season either. No, they have <laughs> no goalie. Yeah. So <clears throat> for sure. I don't know. Just these lists are tough. I mean, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not coming after an NHL network. It's just it's about getting people talking. Which I'll come after back. EA Sports though. Just oh yeah. That. Yeah, share, <laughs> share that. Yeah, share that. Oh, yeah. I guess Roman Yossi just doesn't exist. Did Roman Yossi retire? I don't know. He's ranked as the number one left defenseman by them. But they, they do their top ten of each like rating, yeah, each, rating at each position. Yeah, each and team. Roman Yossi is not in the top ten fastest defenders. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, and I don't know if they've just not watched hockey before. <laughs> or, um, I I just I don't understand uh, how how this works. I think it's very possible that they put the list out and they did the mm-hmm. game and, and they produced the game and then it, the game had already gone to production and they and it's already out and then someone who was in charge of making these ratings thought, oh crap, we forgot about Roman Yossi. Well, it's too late now. Too late now. We can't go back. Or they don't know what they're talking about at all. Yeah. We didn't put in Roman Josie. Yeah, it's like how oh, he plays for Nashville. Isn't that? Have you guys actually played NHL EA Sports? I have it in the last two years. That game is got, so frustrating. I've got last year's, but I haven't played it very much. I haven't played the new one, NHL 23, but NHL 22 is one of the most frustrating games ever. Um, it is like one of those games, especially if you like really love hockey and like you would expect a game in 2022 to be a lot more realistic. And there are certain aspects of the game that are realistic, but it doesn't go like a real hockey game at all. I mean, it is so ridiculous. I've had games where I have like 50 shots on goal and the computer has like 12 and my goalie like gives up six goals on like 12 (laughs) shots. And then the computer's goalie just is like, not even human and just stops mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Uh, but you know, or or one time you score fifteen goals. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a it's one of the hardest sports games I've ever played. Like, it's have so you ever tried to play goalie on there? No, I've never. Golly. I didn't know you could no, even try. Do it. I can barely play time. the game to begin with. It's tough. It's a fun game. Like it gets you hooked because it moves fast, but. Yeah. There's there's times where it's like wow this game is not anything like real life hockey but um, yeah. it's a video game so it's yep. okay for sure all right last episode so during the season we like to do NHL quick hitters we like to go all around the league and hit some really quick topics so we're gonna bring that back to the podcast tonight to close yep. out what's we're coming up on two hours folks so we are, we are totally getting you ready. For the new season, we are up late here in the Eastern Time Zone. We're hitting midnight here, got everybody. So uh, yep. we are we are here for you. Yeah, Kyle's, Kyle's falling. Asking out. Kyle's about to fall out of his chair. Kyle has to be up for work in four hours. Yeah. Kyle, I think there was an episode where you were falling asleep one time. I think there's there's more than one. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're gonna get this in. We're gonna get, we're gonna get this in quick here. All right, but this is just goes to show you how much we love. Hockey. <laughs> this podcast to you all right let's get this in quick quick hitters nhl quick hitters we got some really big retirements to talk about real quick um rich how about you talk about your boys at Chara? out of the three retirees 
that one is the 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 cream of those three. That's for sure, cream of the crop in my opinion. Zidane Chara, only one of the three who's won a Stanley Cup. Longtime Bruins captain. He signed a contract today, a one day contract, so he could retire a Bruin as he should. Yeah. Um, just I, I know I know you see these videos of him just like beating the snot out of guys, but like all of his teammates on every team he's played for say he's just an awesome guy off the ice, a leader. So um, they just don't make him like him anymore for sure. Nope. So I guess I'll take the, uh, the most understated one of the group, <laughs> Mr. Pernell PK Subban. Yep. Announced his retirement today as well. I got teary eyed. I'm not going to even lie. Like, I love that dude. He's such a he's such a good person. Like yeah, big personality for sure. You can't not like PK. Mm-hmm. He's just such a good personality. And the thing is, I'm more excited now for what he's going to be able to do post hockey than where he was at in hockey yeah. the last year or two. Mm-hmm. His play had went downhill. You could mm-hmm. see he was kind of struggling. He was hurting. He wasn't able playing, to do what he wanted to do. Playing for a really bad team. Playing and, in like, Jersey. I mean, you know. Doing some doing a couple of things that weren't in his character. He got in trouble. Yeah. Like, slew footing a few guys yeah. here and there, stuff yeah. like that. So I'm excited to see him step into that broadcast role that I'm he's gonna be so good at it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we all know it's coming. For so. TNT, yeah. Uh, TNT is trying to bring a different perspective to hockey. They're trying to build a new demographic, that younger crowd. They're, you know, they do a great job doing their um, NBA coverage. Even though I'm not a big NBA guy, they, I do like, I do think they do a really good job covering the NBA. So they're trying to bring that over to um, to NHL now with their coverage. Mm-hmm. So I think PK Subban is going to play a big role in that. Um, I mentioned that I got a little teary eyed. I'm not lying about this. Like I. It, what he did for the Predators when he was here was very special. Um, I mean, if there if there's one player you're going to trade away for PK Subban, uh, as far as trading away Shea Weber, well, at least we got a PK Subban in return because that was a really hard trade to make uh, to lose Shea Weber. Um, and Subban just came in here and was a huge catalyst into going to the Stanley Cup that year, um, and he just. He, he played a big part on that team, but I want to share part of his statement here. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's kind of long, but um, just want to share the beginning of what he put out on Twitter. Um, he put, I remember my dreams of playing in the NHL and winning a Stanley Cup, similar similar to the guys on the Don Don Cherry Rock'em Sock'em tapes at the end of every volume with the black eyes, broken bones, and tears of joy to this day. I still dream about it. However, the end of this chapter is closing, and after 13 years in the NHL, I've made the decision to retire. I never looked at myself or ever felt I was just a hockey player. I always looked at myself as a person who happened to play hockey. Having that perspective allowed me to enjoy every shift like it was my last, celebrate every goal with emotion, and play every game as if someone paid to watch me play who had never seen me play before. So he goes on to thank his parents and stuff, good stuff there. And then I want to share something I came across real quick. Um, someone who actually um, came across um, 
him in 2018 at a children's hospital in Montreal. This is from Brandon Walker on Twitter. Um, I got to share this with everybody. Um, so he puts, um, seems like a good day for a PK Subban story. 2018 visit to Children's Hospital in Montreal. A few of his teammates joined, and the group saw 10 to 12 rooms of kids during the visit. At the end of the visit, one of the hospital directors asked if there was a time for two more rooms. Of course, there was time. These were kids who had been too sick or in other appointments when PK had visited before. The first was a cute little guy who lit up when the players came to see him. She had been through intense chemo and was struggling. When, mm. PK, when PK entered the room, he introduced himself to her, to her parents in French because they didn't speak much English. He and the other players talked to the girl for a long time and took pics and signed things. She was very nervous but also excited. She was very sweet. But also you could see the toll of her treatments was overwhelming, and she had a lot for for a young woman to handle. The players said goodbye say goodbye to her parents and left. That was when the PK not many get to see did something special. He turned around and went to her, put his forehead to hers and said, you are beautiful and strong. You are a fighter and you got this. He gave her a big hug and left. She was in tears, not the only one. And he left. It was a 10 minute visit as part of a longer busy day. The impact he made on her was one of kindness and compassion, knowing it would brighten her day and her parents day. There were no cameras no one else saw. It was just him and her, and it was genuine. Professional athletes are blessed and very fortunate. The large majority also know they can do some really nice things for people. PK was an all-star on the ice and will always be an all-star off the ice. Good luck in the next chapter, PK Subban. Um, I had to share that because um, it it really hit me hard when I read that. And um, you hear – so many stories about PK Subban. That's mm-hmm. that's that's not the first story I've ever read about him. Oh yeah, for stuff sure. like that. And, and and yes, he sleep he seeks publicity because he's a larger than life character, but he not in that way. And so when you read stories like that, it's just it's it, it's so amazing. Um, and he'll continue to do that. And we were lucky to have him as part of the Predators program. Yeah. So, for sure. I think that's a great way to end the episode, guys. We've hit two hours. It's been a great episode. Um, we love Thanks bringing to everybody this podcast. for joining us. We yeah. love bring we love bringing this podcast, to y'all. Uh, it's definitely the highlight of my week. I, I just it's so fun hanging out with y'all. Can't wait for another season. Uh, Rich and Kyle, love you guys for doing this podcast with me. Um, best friends for life. But uh, seriously, BFFs, uh, BFFs, yeah. yeah. Um, Good stuff. We can't wait for a new season here. Um, Love all of our listeners who stay up late with us. And we will see you next week as we do our hockey podcast draft and do some other stuff. We'll be talking some preseason hockey at that point. And uh, it'll be fun. So everyone have a great week. This has been Catfish on Ice, episode 146, presented by DraftKings and Raycon, promo codes THPN. Everyone stay safe. Take care. Be kind to one another, and we'll see you next week. Night, night, night everybody. <laughs>
Thomas Drive. 